Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter at SWATradio.com. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle, excuse me, that is at SWAT Radio Talk on Facebook and Twitter, and we will be sure to answer those questions uh, just as soon as we are back in the studio together again. Well, today is Wednesday. Doug, what's going on in the news today? Oh, gosh, what isn't going on? As you look <laughs> at our world, you know, uh, uh, we, we were talking about it at SWAT today for lunch, and, um, and one of the guys goes, I don't want it to get worse. And I said, well, the problem is the Bible says it's going to get worse. That's the bad news. But the good news is Jesus still wins, right? Mm -hmm. He wins. Um, You know, this Equality Act, uh, Al Mohler talked about the Equality uh, Act today. He said it is a clear and present danger for the church. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, and and for our country, really, Um, uh, it is. You know, it died in the last Congress because they didn't. They knew they would never get it past the Senate, even mm-hmm. though it passed the House. Uh, but now, with uh, a Democratic majority, even though they don't have sixty votes, which they would normally need, uh, they're going to be trying to get to the number where they can get it through, like through some kind of reconciliation or some uh, thing. And uh, the Equality Act would amend the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to include the entire array of relationships, behaviors, and identity that covered by LGBTQ+. And put those in the same category as race and gender, as protected class, uh, which would mean you could not discriminate in employment, education, or public funding. And that will transform our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, here's the thing. It is a subversion of religious liberty. Yeah, it, it is actually what our founding fathers intended. It is a subversion. Uh, and, you know, it's been coming for a long time. And in fact, uh, I think you sent me earlier today, uh, Taylor, a, um, a thing about uh, California where mm-hmm. they proposed a bill already out in California to remove police officers who express religious or conservative beliefs. Yep. Yeah. What kind of country are we living in here now? I mean, but this bill is the same line of thinking as what this bill is talking about. It's the same uh, through process, through through line as far as thinking that goes through it as to why they would do that. Yeah, and and so uh, the the bill out in California is non, known as the CLEAR Act, the California Law Enforcement Accountability Reform Act, which says it would combat the infiltration of extremists. If you're listening out there right now as a believer, you better start 
understanding what these words mean mm-hmm. because they're talking about you. Yep. If you are a believer, you are going to be lumped into a category as an extremist. Um, and, and the reason is because they say in that bill, they define hate speech as advocating or supporting the denial of constitutional rights of or the genocide of or violence toward any group of people based on race, ethnicity, nationality, religion, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, or disability. So they put gender identity and sexual orientation in there. And if you say, you know, I believe in two genders, that's considered hate speech. That's considered you know, uh, violence against uh, transgender. So you would fall underneath that. You would be considered an extremist. Mm -hmm. And so it's coming folks. And the equality bill is going to bring it into your neighborhood. That's exactly what that equality bill, uh, the equality act will do. It will bring that kind of thinking into, uh, Florida, Mm -hmm. uh, South Carolina, Places that traditionally would not see that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, when you think about, um, you you should be able to appeal these if you're a church, right? Or if you're a Christian school. But um, some folks may remember the Religious Freedom Restoration Act was signed into law by Congress back in 1993. And it was supposed to correct an infringement of religious liberty that had come about by a 1990 decision of the Supreme Court. And the act passed unanimously, unanimously now, in the House of Representatives, uh, where the lead sponsor was Chuck Schumer, Hmm. believe it or not, and uh, who is also a proponent of the Equality Act. But the provision in the Religious Freedom Act that is kind of strange, said that it would be binding upon all further further acts or bills passed by Congress unless that legislation explicitly denied appeal to the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. In other words, unless they denied the appeal to that. So if what you need to know and understand about the, the Equality Act is uh, that this... Um, Equality Act not only includes no provisions respecting religious liberty, none, mm-hmm. um, respecting the right of Christian colleges or universities to operate on Christian convictions. It goes further and says that Christians and other citizens can make no appeal based upon the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Wow. Did you know that? Mm-mm. So. We're talking about a complete reversal culturally that has been the dominant thinking of our country for over 200 years. Yeah. And, uh, and, and remember, the act that's going to replace it and say that you can't refer to that is passed on a strictly partisan, not even majority partisan they don't have 60 votes to get it done, but they're going to bullhead it through or they're going to try to, which would overturn an act that had bipartisan support and was unanimous, unanimous 
And Chuck Schumer helped put that one in there. Yeah, and you know, you're you're talking about how it's a shift culturally, and I wonder if this is just the uh, codification of a cultural shift that's already happened, and thus it's something that is um, really just a sign of where we are at and where we're going to head, whether this passes or not, because the shift has become so great that they feel confident to, you know, potentially end the filibuster, do these other measures to to push it through. Well, they they might as well call it the Anti-Bible Act mm. because that's what it's going to amount to. It, it is, um, you know, um, there was a congressman who was asked um, if the Equality Act would represent a challenge to religious liberty and institutions. And he said, and this is a quote from him that Mueller quoted, the determination would have to be made as to whether or not the decisions that are making uh, they are making are connected to their religious teachings and to their core functions as a religious organizations or as a pretext to discriminate. Now, who makes the determination? Especially when you have uh, churches now who are becoming woke, becoming progressive and lining up with that, then, you know, a lawmaker could say, well, look, this church says that it doesn't uh, violate the teachings of the Bible. Bible, So, you know, you can't use that as an excuse. Yeah. And so who's going to be making that determination? A judge who may or may not be a believer, a legislator who may or may not be a believer about the Bible, which if you're not a believer, you don't get it anyway. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for all those who talked about separation of church and state and had no clue what it means, I mean, this is clearly uh, would be in violation of uh, the, the First Amendment which uh, allows for freedom of religion and to express your religion freely. And so if you are a, you know, a business owner or something who has deep religious Christian convictions, uh, you better throw those out the window if you want to keep uh, running your business is basically what they're saying. Well, yeah, but, but notice the problem, Taylor. This is where it really boils down to, and he brings this out this morning in his, in his article, is that when the state, that gets to decide whether something is really a core value of its Christian core teaching, then the state is determining what religion is and isn't. And it's already doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Especially in California, like I brought up uh, about that pastor who begged, you know, the, the governor to let him have church. That that's not a decision that the governor has a right to make. And, and a church shouldn't just, you know, kowtow to the governor because, and then beg him, like he's, you know, their God or something. Um, but th- that's that's something we need to realize that across the nation, uh, time and time again in different states, that has been something that uh, governments have decided to do, to say what is and what isn't a deeply held religious conviction. Well, what we're looking at right now is a threat to the religious freedom that we've always enjoyed in this country. And maybe it's... Maybe it's going to be a purifying thing for the Mm -hmm. church. Maybe now we will see when it's not protected, who's going to speak the truth. Yeah. Uh, I hope, I hope our listeners who are believers will stand firm. Uh, and, and, and you know what, this is a good week to be listening. And next week as we look at persecution. So I hope you'll hang in there with us as we look at how Peter and John dealt with persecution. Maybe they'll encourage us. All right. So make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right now, right now, I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. That is Mercy Me with Even If. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us during the first segment, uh, we were talking a little bit about the news of the day and really how it relates to us as Christians and the difficult times that may be uh, headed our way. And it actually dovetails rather nicely with what we're talking about in Acts uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 12 this week, which is the first persecution of the church. Uh, so if you missed any of that, you can go back and listen uh, in about an hour or so at SWATradio.com. Um, but that is what you missed, and that's where we're going. Well, um yeah, it, it does dovetail nice into it because, um, you know, Taylor, we have been living in a in an almost uh, what I call a garrison mentality. Mm-hmm. If you're in the military, the garrison is kind of back with the bags. Yeah, it's a protected area, a reinforced protected area. Uh, and as believers, I think we've forgotten that we're in a battle every day. We're on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. We wake up more like a, we're in the garrison. The garrison's where you go to get a breather. Yeah, It's where, you know, the, the, the fighting's intense and you have to get away just for a little bit to recoup and then you come back for the battle fresh. Well, we we live in the garrison. And every now and then we might stick our toe out there mm-hmm. and just see what it's like, but we run back to the garrison pretty quick. And, you know, when you look at the persecution that hit the first century church, especially in Acts 4, you see the healing of this lame man and Peter, um, there's no denying this great miracle happened. And Peter stands up and preaches a very prosecutorial type sermon, uh, one that you don't hear very often like that in our culture today. Right. And then gives them an invitation to respond, and people respond. Um, I mean, like thousands of people respond. And, and they're some estimates put them as high as 20,000 people respond Mm. said 5,000 males. They already had 3000 people. That's 8,000. If you throw women and kids that might've been there and been a part of that too, the church 
is making a statement here. And just imagine for a second if, let's say, let's just say 5,000 Christians showed up at the mosque here in Jacksonville and started preaching about Jesus. Mm. Think they'd be happy? Nope. Well, these religious leaders weren't happy either. And they had Peter and John arrested, and that's what we've been looking at this week. And specifically, we've been looking at um, how we respond to persecution. And, you know, I I hear people talk about persecution when a coworker get mad, it gets mad at them and, or, or, or maybe, maybe they don't get a promotion. They still have the job. They just don't get a promotion. Maybe, uh, maybe they lose their job. A uh, hundred million people in the world right now, right now, even as we're speaking are being physically beaten or killed because of Jesus mm. right now. I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Most of us live like that ain't happening because we're not, we, you know, we tend to be a remote control culture and we don't think about it. But persecution has been going on since the very beginning. And part of the reason is, is that persecution exemplifies the reality of faith in the life of the people that are being persecuted. Mm. Think about that for a second. When somebody's persecuted and they hold to that faith, why would they do that? Why would people be tortured and not recount? Why would people, you know, uh, be killed, watch their friends killed and say, you, you can kill me, but I'm, mm-hmm. I know who I believe in. I know, and he is able, you know, to give me that which he's promised. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And so, persecution has always been around. It's always satanic because Satan hates Christ and his followers. He hates Messiah. And, you know, even though our persecution here doesn't kill us, it does cause us to compromise. Uh, And sometimes I wonder if the persecution was stepped up and it did purify, would we be more inclined to be more bold? We certainly would pray more, don't Mm -hmm. you think? Yeah. Um, so we're talking about a time period back then where they were feeding Christians to animals, wild animals for entertainment. And those Christians would be together praying before they went in there. Uh, Christians were burned at the, you know, like lamps, they were boiled and beheaded. And so we see these two responses to Peter's message. The religious leaders rejected and persecuted God's sheep repented And we were working through how do we respond, and we saw three things in the text. We trust his plan, we trust his power, we trust his word. And we see Peter and John submissive and respectful. We see them not exhibiting trust in themselves. And we see them with one message. Jesus is Messiah, and the only way, no compromise. And yesterday, or Monday and yesterday, we looked at uh, his plan and his power. And um, I shared about my own experience in Russia. And when I was over in Russia going through what I went through, I realized it was beyond my ability to handle, to lead the group, to deal with it. And if you didn't hear it, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to Monday. I talk about what happened when uh, God put me in a very uh, trying situation over in Russia 
simply because we were there preaching the gospel. And I was crying out saying, God, I need your strength. I need your guidance. And, um, you know, Matthew 10, Jesus said, when they deliver you over, don't be anxious how you're to speak, what you're to say. And Peter, boy, he was bold. And we're going to be looking at today how he trusted in his word that Jesus is Messiah and what he said uh, in verse 12, uh, how he proclaimed the exclusivity of the gospel against the people that crucified Messiah and did not testify to Messiah. Instead, they rejected Messiah. And so uh, we're going to look at that. But I think we got a caller, right? Yeah, Mark, how are you doing today? What's going on, guys? <laughs> Nothing much. How you doing? All right. Um. What 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 was the name of that act that's supposed to to persecute law enforcement officers if they're believers? I, 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 it's it's called the Clear so, Act. It's in San Jose. Um. It's um. California. It's in San Jose, California, and it's called the California Law Enforcement Accountability Reform Act, and it basically is. Is just going to give people a chance to call Christian belief hate speech. What you believe, male and female, what you believe, man and woman make up a marriage, that's hateful and hate speech. And it's going to prohibit you from being a police officer in San Jose if you hold to those convictions. Hey, so what about first responders? Is it going to, you know, stop them too? Well, I mean, we don't really know, um, but... I guess, well, Doug, as ambassadors, what would you say to, uh, I guess, um, what would you say to, to prevent that? Well, uh, well, I, w- I would say uh, to prevent what? To prevent getting fired or to prevent, um, I mean, to, to prevent the, the law? I guess that, I guess that act, I mean, I guess uh, I have to, you know, talk to my people when I can, you know, un- under the rug or whatever, hopefully, because uh, like I said, nowadays, you can't, you put it out there, it's like, you get persecuted too, but, I mean, maybe we got to have the faith like Peter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I yeah. think, I think. Um, but no, I, I, I was just, go ahead, go ahead, Taylor. No, I was going to say, I think that that's, uh, you know, something that we're going to have to come to grips with as time pro- progresses, um, especially if acts like this are passed. Of we're going to have to look to Peter and Paul and the apostles for strength and to emulate them and be bold like they are. Um, but that's going to be for each person to have to count that cost. Um, so it's good to ask the questions now before the time's at hand, I would say. Yeah, well, Taylor um, is in the education system here. And Taylor um, was saying the other day that, that probably – Sooner rather than later, he's at risk of being fired just for being on this program where we're talking about things the way we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, Taylor, I would say, Taylor, I, I substitute teach. Oh, yeah? So, uh, I, yeah, yeah. But see, the luxury of that is because I, 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 I get to pick where I want to go when I want to work. But, you know, yeah. I'm not, you know, um, big ups to you, you know, because you still, you still work your, your other job. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're dealing with two different sides of the spectrum. I can. Um, but yeah, that's that's crazy because they can't. I mean, they can't really control this platform. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why they. But 
but that's the non-believers versus the believers. So, hey, Mark, what? So, so I got your question. A question for you, Mark. What? What's your job? What's your profession? Um, I'm I'm just like y'all. I don't, but I can talk about it on here because uh, it's kind of like it's all, um, yeah. I'm 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 a law enforcement too. I'm just um I'm con I'm on base. I'm contracted on base. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, and then I well even before that I started I started doing the substitute teaching thing you know just to just to you know go to different schools and stuff like that um, but but yeah right now yeah I'm, I'm contracted on with a with a government contract on base yeah so ask me my profession like, like an MP your MP huh ask me my profession FBI I, I mean, no no no. Oh, ambassador. I, I'm a warrior for Christ. Did you did you see the, <laughs> did you ever see the movie 300, Mark? Yeah, 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 Spartacus. Yeah, do you remember when Leonidas was going with his men and he encountered the Arcadians and they said, uh, "We brought a lot more men than you did." And he goes, uh, he just says, "Really?" And so he says to one of the guys, he goes, what, what's your profession? I'm a sculptor. This guy's dressed for battle, but he goes, I'm a sculptor. And he said to another guy, what, what's your profession? I'm a blacksmith. And he goes, Spartans, what's your profession? And they all go, hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> and, and, and he right. said, I brought more soldiers than you brought. You know, even though he only had 300 and they had thousands his men were warriors. And see, this is our problem with our thinking as believers in our country. We don't see ourselves as warriors in a battle. Mark, thank you for calling. Be a warrior for him out there, okay? Thank you. Always appreciate your calls. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Thanks for calling in, Mark. Um, always love when you call in. We are up against the news break, though, so we're going to have to go to break. Make sure you stick with us. Uh, before we go, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you listening here locally, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio. That is Red Letters by David Crowder. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 12 this week. Um, we're finishing that up today, uh, talking about the first persecution of the church. And in the uh, beginning segment, we talked a little bit about um, some things that we as Christians should be aware of on the horizon here in this country. If you missed any of that and would like to go back and listen, 
um, you can go to www.swatradio.com uh, and you can go to the past programs link and there you'll be able to listen to our full catalog of programs. But in about an hour or so, you'll be able to listen to this program in its entirety. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. Click on the past programs link and you'll be able to find it there and you can listen um, to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts um and just search uh ww excuse me just search swat radio excuse me getting my uh, stuff mixed up uh, and you can also download our swat app in the app store well taylor we were um we're looking at uh, acts 4 1 through 12 and it is the beginning of the persecution of the church first first persecution of the church where simply for preaching in the name of jesus of nazareth they're arrested now do you do you know anybody here in America who's been arrested for preaching in the name of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Most people won't get arrested for that yet. Uh, it, there may come a time where that happens. And so uh, first question we have to ask ourselves is, are we prepared for that? You know, when I shared the story here on Monday uh, with the SWAT guys and asked guys what they would do, uh, when they were over in another country and a police chief comes in and says, you can't do this anymore. Uh, several guys throughout the week said, well, I didn't sign up for that. And that's part of the problem of the way we think about our relationship with Christ is when Jesus said that, um, you know, anybody who says they're going to follow me has to be willing to lay down their life. Because they, you, you understand, you don't do that to earn salvation, but you do that because of salvation. Mm-hmm. You do it because you understand the reality that heaven is better than anything we would experience here, and that you can trust a faithful creator with your soul so and your, your health and your wealth. He tells his disciples in Matthew chapter 6, he says, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to go in Matthew 10. He says, don't worry about what you're going to say when they arrest you. Uh, Peter later, we're going to look at this next week says, don't be surprised by fiery trials. Well, when he's talking about a fiery trial, he's talking about persecution. So if you're not being persecuted because of your love for Jesus, what does that say about us as a nation? I mean, the church, I'm talking about the church in America as a whole. If we are not being persecuted, why? That's a good question. Let me ask you this. Do you think if a Marine in the U.S. was over in, uh, let's say, North Korea, they'd be happy about it? (laughs) No. Uh, Let's say a Marine from North America was over in iran you think they'd be happy about it nope he's got his gun he's ready for battle uh, do you think there'd be some persecution going on mm-hmm. because he's in the midst of the enemy fields but if he's over there and he just blends in with the world he ain't going to experience no persecution right he blends in with his surroundings mm-hmm. he doesn't stand out They have to know he's a Marine to know he's a threat. Part of the reason I think that uh, we don't experience a lot of persecution is we've blended in so well with the world here 
the world system, uh, Christians, people who profess to be believers, uh, have the same spending habits, the same lifestyle habits as people who don't care. You know, they could care less about Jesus. Yeah. So why persecute somebody if they're not a threat? Mm-hmm. So we don't see a lot of persecution here. But I think God says, okay, you're going to blend in. I'm going to have to turn up the heat around you to to really make it clear who's mine and who's not mine. And you're starting to see people cave. You're starting to see uh, people that call themselves uh, people of faith or even pastors, you know, uh, heads of religious organizations that for years have been uh, very loyal to God and his word are now in an effort not to lose money and an effort not to lose influence and an effort not to lose uh, what their livelihood is. Mm-hmm. They compromise. And they compromise, they say, in the name of loving your neighbor. Yep. But is it really loving to let somebody believe a delusion or a lie and think it's the truth? No. That's not loving at all. And, you know, and a lot what you hear from a lot of people is, oh, don't hurt your testimony. <laughs> yeah. But you're, that's the op- you are hurting your testimony if you're not standing for the truth. And so it's it's such a it's crazy that that's the the language that is couched in is oh don't hurt your testimony but what should the testimony be the testimony should be that you are so deeply committed to the lord jesus christ and yep. so deeply committed to his uh, his coming as messiah to set things right to be an ambassador for him that you absolutely will not compromise on the truth, yeah. no matter what it costs you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that takes a wartime mentality, doesn't it? Right. I mean, and I mean, just look at couple that compare that to you know the the martyrs in the early church. They didn't have the oh well, you know, and we better go ahead and pray to Caesar because we don't want to upset uh, the established order. We don't want to hurt our testimony. No, they they got burnt. You know, they, you, you laid out everything that happened to them, and that's how willing they were to, you know, show what they believed, to live out their testimony. Yeah, what what about, um, you think about even guys like Tyndall, who gave us a Bible mm-hmm. and an everyday language for us to be able to read. I mean, what if he would have caved because he didn't want to hurt his testimony? Yeah. You know, that that's like people wielding the, the verse about judging. Oh, the Bible says not to judge. You're not a judge. No, the Bible says when it says that in that, who was he talking to? If you go back and look, uh, he had just got through talking. He said, don't be like the Pharisees, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Don't do these things. Don't pray out in the open. You know, pray in your closet. Don't give money so you get accolades. Don't fast and look gloomy so people give you praise. And then he, in Matthew 7, he says, listen, don't judge somebody looking down on them. That, that's what he's talking about. He's saying when you look at somebody else who's in a sinful lifestyle, you should look at them with compassion, hoping that God would turn them from the life they're leading. Yeah. Because it ultimately lends an, ends in 
emptiness and loss and um, ultimately uh, away from God forever if they don't repent. Yeah, and what it doesn't mean is, oh, you can't say what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. That's not what it means by... Yeah, uh, you mean like Peter when he says you killed him? Mm -hmm. You denied him in front of uh, Pilate? I mean, like Peter, he was a he was a prosecutor, man. Peter was a prosecutor, and uh, he was uh, he brought the heat. Yeah, but then he brought in a nice invitation of mercy, and that's the problem: is we try to bring in grace before guilt. People don't appreciate grace if they don't feel guilty, mm -hmm. if they don't feel condemned, and so uh, as we. Um, we look at this last part, I, I think it's really important for people to understand that um, when it, when Peter says Jesus is Messiah and the only way, no compromise, he, he's saying, you know, there is no other way. There's no other way. Uh, Buddha's not a way. Uh, Muhammad's not a way. Uh, Confucius is not a way. Joseph Smith is not a way. There's no other way to be right in your relationship with the creator other than Jesus of Nazareth. That one man, that one God man mm -hmm. who came 2000 years ago. And he is the only reason that our sins can be forgiven. He's the only reason we can be in a right relationship with God, the father. He's the only reason that we are not condemned to an eternal hell. I mean, Jesus of Nazareth. And you know, as many times, Taylor, as I hear that gospel message, I never get tired of hearing that. Because without him, I'm doomed. Yeah. I mean, without him, we all are doomed, right? Without him, there's no hope. You no know, Jesus, no hope. And so, you know, I think about guys in my life that I've known, Taylor, like Perry Bowers up in South Carolina, whose dad told him, don't bring that Jesus stuff into our house after he became a believer as a teenager. You know, Perry went home, and that, that was his dad's perspective for a long time. But Perry hung on to Jesus more than his dad. You know, the Bible says, if you love your mother or your, or your father more than me, you're not worthy of me. If you mm -hmm. love your child more than me, you're not worthy of me. If you love even your own life more than me, you're not worthy of me. I think at Dawasinghe, same thing happened to him, our brother over in India. He trusted Christ. His dad called him in in front of the whole family and said, turn away from this Western God mm. and trust in Jesus. I mean, trust in not Jesus. You deny him you will be banished from the family and he was and the only thing he gave him was the clothes on his back that day even his other stuff in his suitcase he wouldn't even let him get he had just come home from serving in the army hmm. i mean this is a guy who was a bodyguard for the dalai lama wow and his dad booted him out and he had nothing because of jesus but he had everything because of jesus and then uh you know, I think of John Monger, who was in prison. We've talked about him several times. And, um, you know, Jesus is exclusive. People do not compromise that message. And that's what Peter did. He trusted in his word. So 
We come back. I want to share one final illustration, then we can take your calls. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. That is Ren Collective with Rescuer. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 12 this week, and we are finishing up... Um, Today, if you missed any of that, you can go back and listen at SWATradio.com. But if you would like to uh, join in the discussion or you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Hey, um, you know, Taylor, I wanted to mention one other thing. I was in India about 12, 13 years ago. I was preaching to about, I don't know, there was like 50,000 people there, which is a lot of people, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, for one crusade. We were doing this big crusade down in southern India. And um, as we were down there uh, getting ready to go on, the pastor who had invited us uh, said, there's TV cameras there. Can I talk to you over here before you go up on stage? And I said, sure, because I was the one giving the main gospel presentation. And he said, um, listen, brother, don't mention Jesus as the only way. You can talk about Jesus. You can talk about him being a way, but don't say he's the only way. And I hesitated for a second. And I said, Lord, I don't know what to do here. I, I, I can't do that, I don't think. Uh, and I didn't feel the freedom to do that. And I told him, I said, listen, I know, I know you're you're our host, um, but maybe I don't need to go out on stage because I can't go up there and just say Jesus is a way. Um, he's the way. It's exclusive. And, uh, Steve, we're having some problems in here with our line, brother. I don't know if it's uh, – are you hearing it, Taylor? Mm. It's uh, – maybe it's uh, – yeah, I'm just feeling some feedback. I can't I can't even hear myself now. That's all right. Um 
Can you hear me okay, Taylor? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Fine. All right. I, there we go. There. All yeah. Right. All right. So anyway, uh, this pastor did not want me to mention that Jesus is the only way because in India, they worship Hindu gods over 300 million. Mm-hmm. They worship uh, uh, Islam over there and some people and some people are Buddhist. But the people get upset if you say there's only one way. And so I got up and I preached because he, he, he finally conceded and said, no, 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 you can so I preached John fourteen six, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Peter says that, and, and at the end here, he says, listen, there's no other name by which man can be saved other than Jesus of Nazareth. He's the Messiah. And he had just told him, you killed him. You killed the cornerstone. And um, And I just think, for most people in our country, and for people listening today, maybe you're listening to podcasts, the gospel is exclusive. The gospel, the word gospel is the word euangelion, which we get the word evangel from, which is good news, or evangelist is someone who brings good news. That good news, that phrase in Romans 10, how blessed is the feet of those that bring good news, euangelion, um, comes from Isaiah 52. And if you go to Isaiah 52, it mentions what that good news is. The good news is that he brings peace, salvation, and our God reigns. And far too often we focus on Jesus as a priest and not a king. We focus on Jesus as a priest and not a prophet. We focus on Jesus just as a priest forgiving our sin and we don't want him to lead us we don't want it we don't want to be accountable to him but jesus is a prophet priest and king the good news is that our god reigns and and when peter makes this exclusive statement it still applies for you and me so if somebody says to you you know we all worship the same god you have to say no that's not true we don't it does them no good to hear from you that, yeah, we really do in order to build a friendship on a lie. You don't build friendships on a lie. You tell them the truth. You're loving to them, but you tell them the truth. You you don't compromise God's word, his truth. And that truth is whether it's male and female, the way God made man and woman in our in our world, Uh, whether God made man and woman to be in marriage relationship, to procreate as the base unit for the faith community to reproduce and multiply. Mm -hmm. A man and a man can't multiply without Mm -hmm. man-engineered, you know, uh, help. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. Well, it's still not a man and a man multiplying. A man and man can't multiply. Woman and woman can't multiply. You have to have man and woman to multiply. So God's design is for a man and a woman to be in a marriage relationship together, to procreate in a faith community, and to pass the faith on to other people who will be disciple makers in the world, ambassadors to those who have still not yet bowed their knee, preaching that Jesus is Messiah, the only way, no compromise, doesn't matter what Oprah says, 
Doesn't matter what anybody says. If anybody preaches anything other than that, Paul said, let them be accursed. You know what that means? Let them go to hell. Mm. That's what he said. Paul said that. That's what it means to be accursed. Mm. (laughs) When you're cursed, it means that you are cursed away from the presence of God. Now, what we have to walk away as just as a recap, that God calls us to respond to persecution by trusting in his plan, which means being submissive, respectful, no fighting back. We don't return hatred for persecution. For persecution, we return love. We love them by being honest and telling the truth. We trust in his power. We don't exhibit trust in ourselves. We have nothing to bring to the table. And finally, we trust in his word. His word is what? In the beginning was the word. The word is was, was God, God and was with, was was with, with God yeah. and was God. Yeah. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And if we're more loyal to protect our job, our family, even our lives, rather than be loyal to Jesus, we have to question if we really know him and trust him the way we say we do. And we need to really have this battle. I call it a battlefield mentality. And maybe, maybe you need to rethink this. Maybe you haven't really counted the cost of what it means to be in his family. But he says in Matthew 10, 38, he says, whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. The cross he's talking about is an instrument of execution. And they, they would have to carry their cross to the site of execution. And Jesus uses that phrase there, knowing full well what it means. He says, whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Our lives are expendable for the gospel. Paul says, and we'll look at this next week, Paul says that, uh, you know, because of my suffering, the gospel has gone forth. You know, what what man intended for harm, to use Joseph's language, what you intended for bad, God intended for good. You know, when his brothers sold him, that's the way, think about that. Joseph, think about all the time he spent in jail. And why mm-hmm. did he go to jail? Because God wanted to use it for good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on an earthly level, if you're looking yeah. at it, some lady made a false accusation against him. It would have been very easy for him to be bitter, bitter at his brothers, bitter at, uh, you know, uh, a Potiphar, bitter at Pharaoh, bitter at the whole thing. Talk about injustice, man. Mm. You know, he spent years in prison, man. Some I, it could be as many as 17 years unjustly and what did he say what you meant for harm god meant for good he delivered the people of israel provided for them and not only them who else did he bless pagans he blessed the world what was the genesis 12 promise to abraham through you all the families of the world will be blessed and so the great sin of what happened with the jewish people back in acts chapter 3 and 4 It's not just that they rejected Messiah, but they were supposed to be testifying about Jesus of Nazareth as Messiah. 
and they were rejecting him in front of people like Pilate, who they were supposed to be blessing. And so um, hopefully that will be encouraging to people as we think about uh, responding to persecution. Next week on air, we're going to look at Acts 4, 13 through 31, and kind of the second part of this, how we respond. But keep in mind that battlefield mentality, because I really think that's something that we miss out a lot on in our culture. Yeah, I do, and I think it's something that we've missed out on for a long time. And and now that the battle seems like it's uh, you know becoming more intense and coming uh, more into people's everyday lives, I'm worried that um, there'll be a number of people who just say, you know what, this Christian thing isn't really worth it because uh, they thought the parachute was to give them comfort, not to protect them from the fall. You know, to, yeah. to the fall. So to, to quote Ray Comfort. Yeah, yeah. So. I really hope that, you know, you know, we as believers are really uh, consecrating ourselves at this time to really prepare for what may be ahead. And, you know, God um, in, in his providence might lead us to revival um, instead of persecution or persecution and then revival. Um, but really, we need to be um, humbling ourselves before God and, and preparing for what lay ahead, um, regardless of where he decides to take it. Uh, But that is all the time we have for today. Uh, You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. Again, that's at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at three o'clock for more SWAT radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. I hope that you have a nice week and hopefully we'll see you again uh, tomorrow for, um, (laughs) I don't know yet. I'm still working on it because we, we had somebody that was not able to do it. So I, this will be a mystery tomorrow. So, had, a, had a faux pas there. I yeah, shouldn't yeah. have said anything. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> and then, that's uh, okay. And then again on Friday. Yeah, we'll we, be, you'll, you'll be yeah. back Friday. I hope to see you then. Right. Uh, have a nice uh, afternoon. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual